0: Hello and welcome to Whenever It Kicks podcast. Hello, welcome to the Whenever It Kicks podcast by my mum Jessica. I know you've already heard that a thousand times, but but who cares? Let's just let's, let's just go. For, let's, go get, just, let's just go for the same punchline. Oh, and she's a drama queen. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, bye. Oh, thank you for listening, bye. But the day she will be talking about, she actually will be talking about nothing. So it's over. Bye-bye. You don't have to listen. Short podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Woo. Thank you, Donnie and Margot, for that lovely introduction. And I hope you're having a nice time with Bobo. I am alone. In the flat, I'm very excited. My new non-slip bath mat has just arrived. Extra long to cover the base of the bath. And I've just ordered my delivery and it's gonna be a great night. (laughs) I'm home alone, as I just said, because Alfie's on tour. Um, My mum hasn't had the kids recently because we've just had COVID and this is the first time she can have them. And I can do a bit of work. The last two weeks have been pretty, pretty difficult. I do not recommend getting COVID when you're quite pregnant. And I hope that you've been boosted. If you've not been boosted, I get get boosted. Because having COVID when you're quite heavily pregnant is not ideal. I found it really hard. Mainly because it just wrecked my energy levels i was just everything in me was depleted i it really affected my gastrointestinal whatever you know inside it really affected that nausea i was i felt like i was extremely morning sick oh it was just the worst so yeah i'm really glad to be coming out of that now and to be getting back to normal life and that means podcasting and that's exciting Today, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about. I thought I would talk about, um, well, I've just had another package arrive, which was some lingerie, and I'm not one for lingerie, L- lingerie? lingerie, lingerie. Um, <laughs> I am prone to a sports bra, two, two, two sports bras on a normal day. I just, I think it's something to do with being a kid, tennis player, swimmer. The boobs wear hindrance. Strap them down keep them tight to you so you can run faster. And that's, I've just kept that going throughout my adult years, even though I don't play tennis anymore. I swim a little bit, but not in a while. Um, And boobs are great. I love boobs, but I just, I tend to wear clothes that look better with a sports bra, and that's probably completely wrong. But I just feel uncomfortable in anything other than a sports bra anyway. I'm trying to branch out at the age of 34, as a mother of three, soon to be four, I'm trying to open up my world and try different types of structured bras that might flatter me somehow. And one of the perks of being pregnant, as I'm sure you are aware, is the boobs. You do get quite, you know, good boobs. They change so much as well. It's amazing. Every time I've had different boobs, each pregnancy, different boobs. Can you believe that? Different nipples, different color of nipples, different shapes, different sizes. I mean, it's just great. It's like I've been a different person three times over. And um, so I've just ordered three bras from Urban Outfitters because that's the only place I ever bought any underwear, which is probably really stupid i just not you know i'm not a connoisseur of where to buy underwear so urban outfit is is good enough for me and they deliver quite quickly so i bought three non-wired rather disgusting bras for valentine's day to try and impress alfie when he gets back from tour for a couple of days next week so that's exciting and the funny thing about being pregnant is you do lose your sense of well, you, you don't really have a gauge of actually how big you are. So I kind of consider myself to be a small, like if, if I was going to buy a bra. I don't know my size of um, actual bra. I think it's like 34B, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would consider myself a small. And these bras that I just got out and put on the table, I thought, wow, they look they look really massive. They're, they're going to be way too big for me. I tried them on. Absolutely not the case. So I'm not, not the best judge of my body size right now, um, which is, I'm I'm pretty sure, quite common. Sometimes I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm staggered, actually. I kind of forget it's there. And actually, that's that brings me to the nice topic of today's episode, which is going to be sex. And I'm really sorry if you know me and you don't want to imagine me having sex. I'm not going to talk graphically about my sexual experiences in life. But I just thought it'd be nice to talk about sex in general when you're pregnant and the complications. This was spurred on by... <laughs> so, the midwife, when I last saw the midwife a few weeks ago, I she mentioned that it's common to have Braxton Hicks after intercourse. And I know this, it's something that happens all the time. I, I kind of, when I was first pregnant with Donnie, I remember feeling so weirded out by how the baby would go into a sudden ball after sex and think I was damaging him by doing that. Now I know it's completely normal, but given that I'm in a, you know, borderline high risk pregnancy situation, or it's a, you know, it's a small baby. Um, I've had a little, you know, a few problems here and there. It I, I, I'm a bit more cautious this time around. And it just made me Google. And I know I said in the last podcast that I was not going to Google after Gate. By the way, so many nice messages about how, how ignorant other people are about placentas. Thank you very much. I won't get into umbilical cords. I won't tell you how little I know about umbilical cords. And I will not Google it. Anyway, that's another side sidestepping issue. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to Google anything. I did Google sex problems pregnancy and i stumbled upon mumsnet and i'm not a mumsnet person no judgement or you know i no, nothing against people who are mumsnet people it's just it's not really for me but sometimes it's quite entertaining and i really recommend you googling mumsnet pregnancy sex really lovely read just do it. I scroll down. I think Mumsnet 2016, 2017 is prime. It's really good. Net right now, it's a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more boring. Back then they said anything. So they were saying loads of stuff. So lots of women were saying they were scared of having sex during pregnancy. It was their first pregnancy. They maybe had miscarried before and were worried that, it, you know, they just didn't want to take any risk. Maybe they are bled in the first few months and that put them off. And maybe they were in pain because it does make your vagina way more sensitive. Um, but that also can work as a positive. You know, you can have like way more sensitivity and that can be a good thing. I won't, I don't want to talk about orgasms, but you know, that, that it can be very good with pregnancy. So many women saying, no, absolutely no energy, don't want to do it. And, you know, whatever, I'm glad. And I I liked this woman. They seemed like, you know, they knew themselves. They weren't putting any pressure on themselves to do anything they didn't want to do. And, you know, they knew that they would have sex eventually. And right now they were just taking this time for their body and doing whatever they wanted. That's nice. But then some, some great name, they had some really good usernames too, would be like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, um, well, we still have it twice a day. And, you know, that continues right up until the birth. Um. Yeah. So yeah, twice a day minimum, like five times minimum a week. Yeah. Amazing. Can you imagine having sex twice a day every day? I, if you have sex twice a day every day, I am so jealous and I salute you, especially when you're pregnant. Lots of women commented underneath like, is this your first baby? And it was, sure enough, and that does make sense because, you know, you can't really afford to have sex twice a day when you have a, a baby or a toddler or maybe two or three. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I would want to have sex twice a day. I mean, in the later stages of pregnancy, you do get quite, um, I and I, I, I absolutely detest the word horny, but you do. I asked Alfie earlier today if he has any advice about what to say about pregnancy sex because i thought he might have something quite funny to say give a give him a you know give a man's take and um he did that was one of the first things he said is like how horny you get in the third trimester which was very sweet of him and it's true and also what's great is that your nipples this is my speaking from personal experience and my personal nipples the two that i have Speaking on their behalf, I would say that the nipple stimulation when you're pregnant is like that's all you need. That's all you need anyway to bring on contractions. I found because when Mar- Margot was late and I really was desperate for her to come out, I I was told that you should well again I googled it. Um, spend <laughs> spend an hour every other hour to so every other hour spend the hour playing with your nipples now this is a lot of the day sitting there playing with your nipples and, and i at the time i had donnie obviously so it wasn't it wasn't you know appropriate for me to sit there playing with my nipples as he was watching telly but um at points in the day it did help and it brought on contractions which then hopefully would then stimulate labor it didn't work it ended up just spent wasting a lot of time playing with my nipples um But that's a good top tip if you want to bring on your labour early. Didn't work for me, but it might work for you. Uh, What else about sex did Alfie say that I should um, mention because he thought it was funny? Oh, this is him and very much his sense of humour. And I know that some people might kind of think this is very inappropriate and stuff, but I found it very funny. He enjoys my boobs when I'm pregnant because it's if he, if I'm on top and I obviously because of the bump he can't maybe see my face it's like he's with a different woman because of my boobs being so different i find that very funny i know some people might think that's blasphemous how dare he think about another woman when we're having sex but i'm pretty sure that's quite common and i think that's great i'm happy to play out that fantasy i might i'm yeah i'm a different woman i'm a different woman with different boobs but with your child inside me um yeah it's really strange i i was very scared of hurting the baby but then the more you understand about anatomy and things not that I understand very much but the the baby's not going to get hurt and it is safe and unless you're at a high risk pregnancy like you should just go for it is what I'm saying obviously if you're very tired which is really I mean in the first trimester it's, it's really common to be exhausted and nauseous and that can carry on and actually this time around I found with three kids already it was near impossible to um have a a really like you know a robust sex life because it's just yeah we don't have very much time um so that's that's a shame but then your relationship grows in other ways and it means the sex you have is you know hopefully good when you have it I feel like I've overshared so significantly and I don't know if it's a good thing for my career to be talking about nipples so much. But yeah, also the funny thing is when you're having sex and you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror um, and you think you look like a goddess and then you see your, um, your, your, your pregnant goddess body, but it's not the body you thought you had that's a, that's a bit of a thing for me. I'm glad that there's not very many mirrors in our house. Um, Yeah. It's also really strange because positions suddenly just become really uncomfortable and postpartum sex, which is a whole different ballgame is suddenly, I mean, it's just such a minefield because it's different For, for me. It was different every time how my body felt um, and also it's about how you feel in your life right then. So right, right then and there. So with Donnie, me and Alfie barely knew each other when Donnie was born. We had one Alexander got pregnant if you don't know that. And nine months later we had a baby. And I was desperate for us to still be kind of in this new dating phase. And we probably had sex way too quickly because I was just so keen to, oh, it's fine, we've got a baby. But yeah, we're still cool and young and we can still date and like, you know, have like, you know. Had Sex all the time, and it's yeah, but nothing's gonna, it's fine. Everything's great. Just keep going. Um, that changes with Margot. It was very different. I think I was a bit more emotional, and I don't know. My, I was really the, the bars was a little bit more, um, made a bit of, more of an impact on my vagina second time around. And I definitely had some like tenderness. It was, it was very different. So when we first had sex, after that, I think I cried, which isn't the best thing to do when you're having sex, especially when you are it's the first time you're having sex in a while. You don't want to cry. And it was nothing to do with him. It was to do with the the physical. It was just a different sensation. And you're just getting used to your, your new body again. and you, And to be honest, your new vagina. It's a new vagina you've got. So you have to say goodbye to your vagina and welcome the new one. And I think that's something I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't prepared to let go of my body as it was and say hello to a new one. And you do have to do that. And the the, the amazing thing about having a baby is that your body takes on a new role and it's still your body. You know, it's still your, you, you can still enjoy it in the ways you did before, but it's also of use for this tiny little thing. And it's also created this tiny little thing and... Yeah, you have to embrace all aspects of that, and then third time round, and also me and Alfie broke up quite quickly after Margot, so I didn't have sex for a while anyway. Alfie did; he had a great time, but me, no, 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 no. Um, anyway, that's that's too much information. I can't go into that right now um, for legal reasons. And third time round, the sex was t- definitely took longer because we now had two kids, so. It was, well, no, we had three kids, but we had, yeah, we had three. I I can't keep count of them. Oh, my God. When are we going to have sex again? Maybe that's why I've decided to talk about sex in this episode, because he's on tour and I'm in the third trimester, you know? And I don't know if this is going to be released. I don't know. But I remember having to really think about, um, because men don't really think about um, timetables in the same way that women do. And they just kind of, well, in my experience, just think that, oh, it, you know, it will happen when it's right. And well, yeah, we'll just manage to do it whenever. And whereas I need to know, I need to like have an idea of when and plan it and think about it. And um, so when 10 arrived, suddenly the scheduling was just oh, was so difficult. And also because of COVID, we were all at home. I mean, you can imagine, you can imagine takes its toll but I'm positive about I'm not going to be I don't want to be one of these cliches of oh you you know oh you can't remember when you last had sex because you've got so many kids oh it's your fault you didn't have sex because you have so many kids like it's I don't think that that necessarily I I I mean I know that sometimes that's true but I don't think it has to be and I think that there is a way of making it you know still fun and workable and you can still manage to fit it into your schedule is you know i'm really hoping that we still manage to fit it into our schedule and i'm also going to be much easier on myself this time around with recovery and i think that's that's something that comes with age you just kind of get more comfortable about knowing when it's right for you to have sex again after the baby and not pressurizing yourself so much I hope that I haven't um, been obscene in this podcast. Oh my gosh, my delivery is almost here. That's way too quick. Wow, I have so many funny things to say about mumsnet, but I don't want to name check any of the people. I won't. I won't. I won't name check them. But please do Google that. Um, I hope that you are all well and that you don't get COVID when you're pregnant. I really recommend you not getting COVID when you're pregnant. There's very little information about having COVID when you're pregnant. I don't know if I've said that already. So all I can tell you is that it really is draining. And it's best to take as much time as you can to recover. Which I didn't have. (laughs) So don't follow my lead. I'm going to go and enjoy my delivery and enjoy my non-slip bath mat. And... In the next episode, I'm going to talk about exercise because that's a, a big thing in my life that, and that doesn't mean that I do it a lot, but I am quite obsessed with exercise and not exercising and guilt, the guilt that comes with that and body image when you're pregnant, I mean. I hope you all have a great Valentine's Day. I hope that, you know, you got some new lingerie that's nicer than mine. Or you just didn't, you know, I don't think I'm, I, I think I'm going to retur- return my lingerie, by the way, if you can do that, if you can return it. I think every time I look at it, I'm just going to feel slightly embarrassed that I tried so hard. Um, And I really hope that everybody who is pregnant and has sent me messages about the uh, podcast stays well. I'm so grateful for the messages, by the way. It's also kind of opened me up to talking to people socially about birth more so now I just seem to just only talk about birth and possibilities with birth and the outcomes so many people messaged about the how horrendous pessaries are and I had a midwife appointment today and I said to her she, she asked me what my plan is for this birth and I told her the, the plan by the hospital of probable induction stuff like that and I said all I care about with the induction is that I don't have a pessary and she said oh no at UCH they've been banned pessaries were banned in 2018 because they were proven to do nothing I said well then why did I have one why did I have one in 2020 why and about a year ago I had a pessary and it was hell why did I have one and she said well some hospitals just haven't you know they they still have them I really, really encourage you not to get a pessary if you can avoid one, because it was just so much pain for no reason. And now I'm really angry that I had one when they've been banned in other hospitals. Had no idea. I also had no idea. And this is according to a mum I met who was very nice and had a very complicated breech delivery with no cesarean. And she was really encouraged to have a cesarean. And she stuck to her guns and said, I don't want to have one. I want to wait until the baby's ready to come. If anything goes wrong, obviously I have a cesarean. You know, I, I understand the risks, but I'm going to try. And it was a kind of a good type of cesare- um, breach. So it wasn't that you can have a, you know, more dangerous type of breach positioning. Anyway, she ended up having the baby completely naturally and everything was fine. But she was so clever about researching cesarean rates within hospitals. So at UCH apparently has a really high cesarean percentage and that might be because there's also a high percentage of high-risk births and I've been trying to think of reasons why there'd be a particular number of high-risk pregnancies in this area maybe it's because central London has maybe um, older mums maybe I don't know I can't think of it but yeah so I didn't realize that you can have an elective cesarean And people have messaged me again about how amazing their experiences have been with elective cesareans. The control that you can plan. I, I, I can see the appeal completely and I will continue to research. So thank you for sending those messages. And if you have any other tips for me about, you know, I don't know, anything you want to text me. I mean, not text me. You can't text me. I'm not. You can't. You can't text me. I'm sorry. Please don't text me. Um, that's weird, isn't it? When people have said their, their number in their Instagrams, I find that very strange. Anyway, don't text me, but do message me any, anything you want to message me. I'll read it and I'll appreciate it and I'll learn from you. I'm sure. And I'm sorry if this has been an extremely odd podcast today. I hope that you are all well. And I will actually now say goodbye because my driver is here, and he is delivering my vegan chicken nuggets. So, thank you, and good night. Okay, my driver actually isn't here. He's actually just picking up the food, so I can continue to talk, which is great for both of us. Um, I got overexcited about my vegan chicken nuggets. <laughs> and my alone time with my vegan chicken nuggets. I did a podcast with Bibi today. And it was really nice. It was quite a relief actually not to talk about pregnancy for a bit and to talk to a 24 year old young woman about pick and mix and dating and different types of things. I have realized that I've become completely obsessed with talking about pregnancy so much so that I, I think I need to do some form of, I, I think I'm going to become a midwife or something when I'm older, when the kids are in secondary school in 10 years time, Jesus Christ, I think I'm going to train as a midwife. That's my, that's my goal. Anyway, I would like to do that. I think I could handle the blood and the vaginas and the, the, the gore of it. And I think there's something so nice about connecting with women on that level as they go through something so monumentally just important in their lives. And I know that it can be incredibly traumatic and there can be so many unlucky stories, but I just think it's something that would be so fulfilling. So I really want to do that. No one believes me when I say I want to do that, but I actually do want to do that. So maybe I will. Um, Ten has started stroking my tummy and picking up my T-shirt and hugging my belly. And I'm sure he knows that there is a baby in there. And it's so amazing to see his head next to the little baby's head and think, oh my gosh, soon they're gonna meet and they're gonna hopefully be friends. Last night was an awful night's sleep and it reminded me that Ten is still incredibly needy and needs me all the time. He's only 15 months, like he is a baby. He poured a bottle of formula on my head in the middle of the night and I woke up thinking I was in a pond. It was horrible, it was really horrible. He started playing with the teat, so he pushes the teat down. And that means, obviously, the milk can come out. And it's a special formula, prescribed formula for his, you know, vomiting thing that he had. I don't know if he actually still needs to be on this type of formula, but I'm too lazy to sort him out with oat milk yet. I just can't quite stomach him not drinking anything and being hungry and then not sleeping. Anyway, um, so he... The milk really smells. And I owe that morning, I had changed the sheets. So I think we've all been there. Well, if you co sleep, you've been there. The night, the day you change the sheets is the day there will be a very strange spillage on that bed. And you will have to change the sheets again or live with the dirty sheets until you next change the sheets. That wasn't as um, pithy as I wanted it to be. So we have also re-found a name book. And this is quite strange. We had a, well, I I had a, a pocketbook of names for babies. And I bought this when I was about 21. Because, <laughs> don't judge me, it was because I was writing a sitcom at the time, which didn't ever get made, and I needed it for some reason. For research and um i've kept this book of baby names and i ended up using it and obviously i didn't pick any of the names because we went for kind of slightly strange names actually we didn't there are some donnie Donny isn't in there with an ie donnie is in there with a y and margot is in there obviously because that's quite a normal name margot told me earlier today that a little boy at school only calls her margaret and she gets very upset And she, (laughs) got so angry hearing this, this boy calling her Margaret. She's not a Margaret, but I can, you know, whatever. He's a sweet little boy. So, and Tennessee isn't in there, obviously. But Margaret got so excited this morning because there's a at the back of the book. There's a top ten on of each decade of the popular names, and she saw my name, Jessica, and Jessica in i'm just turning the page where is it in nine in the 1990s which is not too far away from where i was born i was born in 1987 jessica was the number one name so my parents probably started the trend jessica was number three in 2001 number four in 2002 wow emily Emily was number one in 2001 and 2002. Emily, can you believe that? Georgia has always been quite a popular one. Hannah, Sophie, Grace, Sarah, Ella, Isabella, Haley. I'm just saying names now, but these are all popular names in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Boys names. The number one name in 2003 was Joshua. Whenever I hear the name Joshua, I just think of Rachel in that episode of Friends where she goes out with Joshua and she calls him Joshua. Um, okay, Okay, I've gone on a complete rant now about just saying names. I'm just overexcited about my evening alone, as you can tell. The number one name in 1900 was Mary for a girl and Robert. No, that was in the 1950s. Wow. I'm just reading a book silently now on the podcast. Anyway, my point was that my mom and my dad went for quite straightforward names with us, classic names. Robert, Jessica, Benjamin, James, and Elizabeth. And we have picked a name for this baby. And it's very strange because for the other babies, we did not choose a name until they were here, really. So... Margot, we probably chose two weeks before, and that's only because we couldn't think of a name. No, actually, we didn't choose that until after she was born, and we couldn't think of a name. And then Bibi said, Well, I've got a list of girls' names. Do you want to have one? And she said the name Margot, and I was like, Yep, I'll have that one. Love it. And so now she is named because of Bibi. Donnie, we did probably choose during the pregnancy, but not until quite late on when we fully knew each other. 10 we we did not name him and I'm not lying until we were outside the registry office in Hammersmith and we were talking about um what we were going to call him we just didn't know what to call him and I had made the mistake of in the hospital when I was bored because 10 was in the neonatal unit I was on my own Alfie wasn't allowed to visit and I wasn't able i had to pump or something and i was just i said to alfie do you think i can post about the baby being born because then it it was something to it made me feel like it was real and he was out of the woods he was coming you know he was coming down to us everything felt kind of celebratory and i really wanted to just announce that he was born and i think people had you know i didn't want people to worry that anything happened and i was just not that anyone really probably cares but so i wanted to do an instagram post and i didn't inform alfie before that I was going to say the name in the Instagram post which we had agreed on I'm just putting that out there so I said something I did a, Alfie had taken a nice photo of me before he was taken in the neonate unit, and I did welcome to the world Abraham Benjamin Cave Brown this is the name we had agreed on because I wanted to call the baby Bam because I think Bam is the coolest name in the world I still do Alfie hadn't kind of like fully signed off on it, but I thought, oh, but he he basically has, you know, it's fine. This was a big mistake, basically, because I think Alfie was in two minds about the name and I should have just waited. But lo and behold, I then went back on it. I thought, actually, you're right. When it when you do type BAM on your iPhone, it does autocorrect to BAM in capital letters that's probably he couldn't probably be prime minister. You know, we probably want a son to be prime minister one day. So maybe you're right, maybe you're right. And it was so it's going to be abbreviation of Abraham to Bam. So then we were just talking and I don't know how Tennessee came up, but he he said, what about Tennessee? And I was like, Yep, like it. Definitely. And now I can't imagine him as anything else other than Tennessee. Um but with this baby, we thought, oh, it'd be nice to, to call it something from early on so that we can have a kind of connection with it. And I really have found that to be an amazing thing. I, I kind of, I don't really call it the name, but I definitely address the baby as this name. The kids dress the baby as this name. And it's caused a little bit of conflict within the family because my mum, I can tell, isn't particularly fond of this name. And I really want to please her in every way in my life, daily. So I really want her to love the name. So I'm trying it out with her. I'm I'm kind of like saying the name more regularly. And she tried to call it that the other day when she was feeling it kick. Um, But it's a very strange thing when one family member doesn't like the name and you can tell they don't like the name, but you're sticking to the name. So I wondered if anyone has any advice about that. And I actually, I think my mum has really come around to the name Donnie after seven years. I think she now really likes it. But it's it's um yeah, you want to please everyone. So we've gone for completely unusual names, really, compared to my mum and dad. What have you called your babies? Does anyone have any really weird names I want to hear? Uh, there's I think I talked about her on the no, actually I haven't, I deleted that one. I talked about this actress called Teresa Palmer, who is a famous Actress. Maybe I did. Anyway, she's got four kids. And one of them is called Prairie. And one of them is called Moon or something. Really cool hippie names. Love a bit of hippie. So if anyone has any hippie suggestions, please send them my way. Okay, well, my driver's got lost now. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go and find him. Maybe I'll make a friend tonight on my own. I wish you all a very nice evening. And I'm going to sign off properly this time. Oh my God, my driver is near. This is so exciting. I wish you all the luck in the world. Goodbye.